Africa rise and shine Africa zora Africa amka na unai Good morning and welcome to Africa Rise and Shine. This is Channel Africa, the African Perspective, coming to you live from Johannesburg here in South Africa. We are on DSTV or DSTV Audio Bouquet Channel 802 and you can also catch us on www.channelafrica.co.za. I'm Jolani Tulo and with me in studio is Anne Musa Tabisolihoko and Figile Lingwati. Top stories this hour on Africa Rise and Shine. South Africa steps up measures to fight the coronavirus outbreak. UN chief urges warring parties across the world to lay down their arms. In economic news, South African banks offer relief packages to their clients. And in sports news, pressure mounts on IOC to postpone the 2020 Olympics. But first, let's get a news update with Anne Musa. SABC News, independent and impartial. From an African perspective. A very good morning to you. I'm Anne Musa. South Africa's ruling ANC has welcomed President Cyril Ramaphosa's declaration of the nationwide lockdown effective from Thursday midnight in a bid to curb the spread of the coronavirus. Currently, COVID-19 infections has passed the 400 mark with fears that many more could be infected. The governing party has urged, has since urged South Africans to cooperate and abide by the new rules. Party Secretary General Ace Mahashule. This is a necessary proactive measure to effectively combat curb of COVID-19 pandemic. These measures announced by the President of South Africa are indicative of the level of seriousness by government to ensure that the devastating effects of this pandemic are contained. Kenya has confirmed one more case of coronavirus, bringing the total number in the country to 16. More than 500 people are being monitored after coming into contact with the 16 patients. Kenyans are particularly concerned about a priest and a government minister who tested positive. The priest traveled to Kenya from Rome and celebrated Mass. The senior government official defied self-quarantine after returning from Germany and mingled with colleagues and the public. Meanwhile, the government has appeals to hotels hosting mandatory quarantine quarantine guests to lower their rates by at least half. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has ordered people in the UK to stay at home to help halt the spread of the coronavirus. This after the UK death toll jumped by 54 to 335 on Monday. With 6,000 recorded infections, shops selling non-essential goods have been told to shut and gatherings in public of more than two people who do not live together will be prohibited. In a televised statement, Johnson says those who do not follow the lockdown rules may be fined by the police. Shopping for basic necessities as infrequently as possible. One form of exercise a day For example, a run, walk or cycle, alone or with members of your household. Any medical need to provide care or to help a vulnerable person. And travelling to and from work, but only where this is absolutely necessary and cannot be done from home. 
Spanish soldiers helping to fight the coronavirus pandemic have found elderly patients in retirement homes abandoned and in some cases dead in their beds. The Defence Ministry says an investigation had been launched and the military has been brought in to help disinfect care homes. Officials say Iceringen in Midrand is to be used as a temporary mortuary for COVID-19 victims. Spain recorded its highest daily death toll on Monday at 462, bringing the total to over 2000. Spain has recorded over 35,000 infections and is the second worst affected in Europe after Italy. A former health minister in the Democratic Republic of Congo has been sentenced to five years of forced labor for stealing more than 400,000 US dollars from funds intended to fight the Ebola epidemic. Oli Ilunga and his financial advisor were convicted of forging tens of thousands of dollars worth of receipts from a fake company which were used to justify purchases of products already paid for by international donors. They also diverted money meant to pay for the transportation of life-saving items to Ebola hotspots. Both have denied wrongdoing. That's the news headlines at 7.30 Central African Time. SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective on the coronavirus. Coronavirus is a disease that causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as a cough, fever, and in more severe cases, difficulty breathing. You can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently, avoiding touching your face, and avoiding close contact one meter or three feet with people who are unwell. If you suspect to have contracted COVID-19, contact the relevant health authorities in your area. Keep listening to Channel Africa. The African perspective will keep you updated on the latest on the coronavirus. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called for an immediate ceasefire in all the conflict hotspots around the world. A bold call from the UN chief in response to the global pandemic and continued spread of COVID-19. He was speaking during a virtual press conference from the UN headquarters in New York. Our world faces a common enemy, COVID-19. The virus does not care about nationality or ethnicity, faction or face. It attacks all relentlessly. Meanwhile, armed conflict rages on around the world. The most vulnerable, women and children, people with disabilities, the marginalized and displaced, pay the highest price. They are also at the highest risk of suffering devastating losses from COVID-19. Let's not forget that in war-ravaged countries, health systems have collapsed. Health professionals, already few in number, have often been targeted. Refugees and others displaced by violent conflict are doubly vulnerable. The fury of the virus illustrates the folly of war. That is why today I am calling for an immediate global ceasefire in all corners of the world. It is time to put armed conflict on lockdown and focus together on the true fight of our lives. To warring parties, I say, pull back from hostilities, put aside mistrust and animosity, Silence the guns, stop the artillery, end the airstrikes. This is crucial to help create corridors for life-saving aid, to open precious windows for diplomacy, to bring hope to places among the most vulnerable to COVID-19. 
that has taken inspiration from coalitions and dialogue slowly taking shape among rival parties in some parts to enable joint approaches to COVID-19. But we need much more. End the sickness of war and fight the disease that is ravaging our world. It starts by stopping the fighting everywhere now. That is what our human family needs now more than ever. South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa has announced a national lockdown for 21 days under the Disaster Management Act. This follows a meeting with the National Command Council to assess the efficiency of the measures put into place on Sunday last week. The lockdown will run from midnight on Thursday, 21st March up until the 16th of April and will see all citizens required to stay home uh, with the exception of various professional categories. Measures have also been announced to mitigate the negative economic impact of the disease has the story. With the COVID-19 infection rate having increased sixfold in eight days from 61 cases last Sunday to 402 on Monday, President Cyril Ramaphosa says South Africa is facing down a disaster. We need to urgently and dramatically escalate our response. The next few days are crucial. Without decisive action, the number of people infected will rapidly increase from a few hundred to tens of thousands and within a few weeks to hundreds of thousands. This is extremely dangerous for a population like ours, which has a large number of people with suppressed immunity because of HIV and TB and high levels of poverty and malnutrition. The 21-day national lockdown that has been announced stipulates that all must stay home by seeking medical care, buying food and medicine, and collecting a social grant. There are some professions that have been exempted, however. Health workers in the public and private sectors, emergency personnel, those in security services, such as the police, traffic officers, military medical personnel, soldiers, it will also include those involved in the production, distribution and supply of food and basic goods, essential banking services, the maintenance of power, water and telecommunication services. Ramaphosa says the country will escalate the screening, testing and contact tracing of citizens. Community health teams will focus on expanding screening and testing where people live focusing first on high density and high risk areas to ensure that hospitals are not overwhelmed a system will be put in place for centralized patient management for severe cases and decentralized primary care for mild cases a solidarity fund has been established to track the spread of the pandemic care for the ill and support those whose lives have been disrupted. Ramaphosa says businesses, organizations and individuals are urged to contribute to the fund. The government is providing seed capital of 150 million rand and the private sector has already pledged to support the fund with financial contributions in the coming period. We will be spending money to save lives and to support the economy. In this regard, we must applaud the commitment 
that has been made in this time of crisis by the Rupert and Oppenheimer families of one billion rand each to assist small businesses and their employees affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The president says government will support people whose livelihoods will be affected, saying that consultations are underway to push for a special dispensation for companies in distress because of the disease. Through this proposal, employees will receive wage payment through temporary employee relief scheme called TERS, which will enable companies to pay employees directly during this period and avoid retrenchment. Any employee who falls ill through exposure at their workplace will be paid through the compensation fund. Commercial banks have been exempted from provisions of the Competition Act to enable them to develop common approaches to debt relief and other necessary measures. Further plans of government's economic interventions will emerge in the next few days, with various ministers also expected to add details to the plan announced by the president. Still in South Africa, different political parties have welcomed President Ramaphosa's new stringent measures aimed at preventing the spread of the coronavirus. With the number of COVID-19 infections in South Africa now outstanding at over 400, Ramaphosa declared a 21-day nationwide lockdown uh, to limit the spread of the virus. He said only essential workers like nurses, police and soldiers will be allowed on the streets. And most political parties have urged the nation, say, have urged the nation saying although inconveniencing, the new measures are meant to save lives. Ndebo Mogobo has more. If the current regulations, which have been imposed under the state of national disaster, prove ineffective, the president may invoke legislation dealing with the state of emergency. The constitution allows government to declare a state of emergency when the life of the nation is threatened by war, invasion, general insurrection, disorder, natural disaster, or other public emergency. On Thursday midnight, South Africa will be in a nationwide lockdown and President Ramaphosa elaborates on few exemptions. Individuals will not be allowed to leave their homes except under strictly controlled circumstances, such as to seek medical care, buy food, medicine and other supplies, or collect a social grant. Temporary shelters that meet the necessary hygiene standards will be identified for homeless people. All shops and businesses will be closed, except for pharmacies, banks, supermarkets, petrol stations, and healthcare providers. And all political parties have put the interest of the country first. The UDM supports the government's lockdown announcement. It's a proactive step intended to save the lives of many in this country and to further contain the spread of this deadly virus. Yes. Is inconveniencing, but we cannot afford to be reckless. The Congress of the People is fully behind President Sal Ramaphosa. The Congress of the People is fully behind President Sal Ramaphosa. We support the measures that he have announced by trying to address the problem of COVID-19. We want to urge all South Africans to support and abide by these measures. The IFP, on the other hand, assists South Africans to obey the president's instructions 
as party spokesperson Mkule Gotlengwa explains. As far as the IFP is concerned, this national shutdown is in the national interest and we are giving the government the fullest support and the IFP mayors in all the respective municipalities we govern will ensure that there is adherence. So from the IFP to all South Africans, we are saying hashtag stay at home. And alliance partners, the ANC, COSATU and the SACP have also welcomed Ramaphosa's nationwide lockdown. The ANC Secretary General is Ace Mahashule. This is a necessary proactive measure to effectively combat cap of COVID-19 pandemic. These measures announced by the President of South Africa are indicative of the level of seriousness by government to ensure that the devastating effects of this pandemic are contained. Dr. Blayden Zimande is the General Secretary of the SACP. We call upon all our cadres and structures to support these measures by the President. We also call upon all South Africans to cooperate with health workers, law enforcement agencies and with all other South Africans so that together we can be able to defeat the scourge of this coronavirus. Labour federations are also supportive. Kosato spokesperson is Sizwe Pamla. We are happy with what the president presented so far, but we still believe that some of the details uh, is missing. Of course, uh, when it comes to the issues of uh, using the UIF uh, funds to ensure that workers get paid at the end of the day, uh, we are fully supportive of his efforts. We will continue to be constructive partners. And SAF to General Secretary Zuelinzi Mavavi says doing nothing would have been catastrophic. The first thing that we must do is to appreciate the extent of the crisis. And that's where we, in full support of the president, 21 days lockdown. There's no alternative, as he said. The price of doing nothing about that is going to be far more greater and catastrophic than the 21 days itself. Today, several ministers from the National Command Council will outline how the nationwide lockdown is going to unfold, with the police and the army expected to ensure adherence to the new measures. I am Debu Mokobo in Johannesburg. Channel Africa bringing you the African perspective on the coronavirus. Coronavirus is a disease that causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as a cough, fever, and in more severe cases, difficulty breathing. You can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently, avoiding touching your face, and avoiding close contact one meter or three feet with people who are unwell. If you suspect to have contracted COVID-19, contact the relevant health authorities in your area. Keep listening to Channel Africa. The African perspective will keep you updated on the latest on the coronavirus. South African-based financial services group Momentum Metropolitan has partnered with government and the National Department of Health to provide financial support for the various initiatives aimed at preventing and containing the impact of COVID-19 in the country. The group has committed about 283,000 US dollars to supplement resources to the public sector. For more on this issue, we are now joined on the line by Damien McHugh, Executive Head of Sales and Marketing at Momentum Health solution. Damien, good morning and thank you so much for joining us on Channel Africa.
Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now, Damien. Good morning. Yes, thanks very much. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, now is a critical time, Damien, for public and private partnerships to take shape to accelerate a response efforts to COVID-19, I would assume, with President Ramaphosa also declaring um, that lockdown yesterday. Firstly, let's just reflect on the need and significance of all stakeholders coming on board. Yeah, I think I think it is very, very important at a time like this that, you know, we, we, we work together for the benefit of, well, in every country, but, you know, as we are South African-based business, for us to make sure that the South Africans are taken care of. You know, our passion as a business is, is more health for more South Africans for less. And how can we deliver that in a time when, when, we, when our health system is potentially going to be in a crisis? So I think the president and the government have done a great job. And mm. now we need to partner with them to, in order to be able to deliver that. Well, the funding from Metropolitan, please do elaborate. How, is it, how exactly is it going to be used? Uh, what we're actually announcing today is, is uh, we have a service um, called Hello Doctor, which is a, a telehealth service, which um, is, is free to all of our clients. They can call and, and get health advice over the telephone um, and from, from doctors. So what they do is there's is no cost to them. There's a US, USSD number that they, that they dial into any phone. Um, and if they're concerned, particularly in a lockdown, you can imagine people are you know, not sure if they can go out, they're not sure if they're sick, they're not sure if they're healthy. Mm. Um, we'll be able to deliver that service for free to all South Africans from, from Thursday. So we're partnering with Telcom, mm. um, and we'll be able to deliver that service for free, which means that you know, even in your home now, even though you can't leave, mm. you, you don't want to overburden healthcare services across the country with people unsure, mm. they can call, a doctor will call them back within 60 minutes um, and give them proper health advice over the, over the phone. You know, there's a couple of things about this which makes it, I think, quite a quite an important service. One is we mm. obviously want doctors to be protected as well. You know, our our health delivery is so important, and our health workers are a very important part of this process. So mm. if they get sick, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to go to them. So even in this context, if a doctor had COVID, they would still be able to provide their services to you know to their patients, you know, telephonically, mm. um, and all patients, no matter where they are. Mm. You know, transport's going to be difficult. We'll always be able to get you know access to to a health practitioner. So I think it's a wonderful way of of delivering healthcare services to where you are at. What's your overall impression, really, to government's response of the COVID nineteen right now? Do you think enough is being done? I think I think our government has shown tremendous leadership, Jelani. I think it's something which we can be very very proud of. I think we've responded probably faster in some of the countries, even in Europe. Um, and it's about of all you know, all of us putting together as the president said yesterday. So I think the, the president has done and his government has done a great job. Um, Damien, what is that number for that call center that you are you are talking about? So maybe you know some of our listeners can perhaps call through if they are having if they'd like to get in contact with you. Sure, we're going to make it live from Thursday. So at this point in time, it's not live, but I think it is something that they can write down. It's star one twenty star three nine four hash. All right, and they'll be able to follow the prompt there. Um, it is uh, it is it is free, so that it won't cost them it won't cost them anything. But from Thursday, it will be it will be live. We in, in consultation with Telcom, just making it live and making sure that the call costs aren't on charge back to the you know to the members and things. So you know to, to the South African citizens. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so from Thursday it will be live. So anyone who is worried about any state of health that they may have will be able to give that that service a call, and, and a doctor will call them back. Well, thank you so much, uh, Damien, for joining us on the line. I'm, sh- I'm sure many South Africans will be calling you um, to get you know, yeah. any kind of medical help that they do need. And uh, we do appreciate your efforts in this trying times that um, our country is facing. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and good luck to everybody and stay safe. Thank you so much. That's Damien, the South African-based Momentum Health Solution, joining us on the line.
been a week since strict regulations were announced in South Africa to curb the spread of the coronavirus. This after President Soro Ramaphosa declared a state of national disaster in terms of the Disaster Management Act. The regulations which were later published, including a ban of gatherings of more than 100 people, social distancing and tight restrictions on the sale of liquor. However, figures of confirmed cases of coronavirus keep rising, sparking questions over whether these regulations are achieving the desired effect. Zeline Barrington looks at other legal options available to the president as he continues to combat COVID-19. If the current regulations which have been imposed under the state of national disaster prove ineffective, the president may invoke legislation dealing with the state of emergency. The constitution allows government to declare a state of emergency when the life of the nation is threatened by war, invasion, general insurrection, disorder, natural disaster, or other public emergency. The declaration must be done prospectively for no more than 21 days and can only be extended by a 60% majority vote in the National Assembly. Constitutional law professor Pierre DeForce has cautioned that declaring a state of emergency should be the last option. A state of emergency is a far more radical thing. It's when the life of the nation is threatened or some other really radical issue arises and then Parliament can pass a legislation to have a, um, a state of emergency only for 21 days. It can be renewed, but under certain circumstances. And then in that case, the rights, most of the rights can actually be suspended to the extent that is necessary to, to deal with the emergency. So you don't have the same rights that you otherwise would have had. At the moment, we still have the same rights, although there are some emergency things that can limit those rights, but it needs to be justified. Politicians such as Freedom Front Plus leader Peter Grunewald also believe that this should be the last resort and have urged the public to comply with the measures that have been announced. The most important matter for the future is how we can cooperate to prevent that we move from a state of disaster to a national state of emergency because that is a really severe measure. And I want to appeal to the people of South Africa that it is the people of South Africa that can play a role to prevent a state of emergency, uh, to follow the guidelines. President Ramaphosa is expected to meet the presiding officers of parliament as well as the leader of the judiciary, Chief Justice Mkhoeng Mkhoeng, this week as part of his drive to build consensus on government's effort to fight the pandemic. And that report by Zeline Merrington in the South African Parliament. Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story. What we want to achieve is a healthy and vibrant economy, which can ensure full employment to our people. The government concurs with the views of the Black Economic Empowerment Council report that it is now necessary to make our policies on Black Economic Empowerment more explicit. Last May, I asked constituencies at NETLE to discuss youth employment incentives. I'm pleased that discussions have been concluded and that agreement has been reached on key principles. We are on an ambitious drive to industrialize, to attract investment, and to create more jobs for the youth of our country. They don't have jobs. 
tried looking for a job for it's a year and a half now. The challenges were experience and the, the level of education which I have. Channel Africa. It's now time for our news headlines with Ayn Musa. SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective. A very good morning to you. I'm Anne Musan. The headline, South Africa's ruling ANC has welcomed President Cyril Ramaphosa's declaration of the nationwide lockdown effective from Thursday midnight in a bid to curb the spread of the coronavirus. Kenya has confirmed one more case of coronavirus, bringing the total number in the country to 16. And a former health minister in the Democratic Republic of Congo has been sentenced to five years of forced labor for stealing more than 400,000 U.S. dollars from funds intended to fight the Ebola epidemic. Those are the stories making headlines. SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective on the coronavirus. Coronavirus is a disease that causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as a cough, fever, and in more severe cases, difficulty breathing. You can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently, avoiding touching your face, and avoiding close contact one meter or three feet with people who are unwell. If you suspect to have contracted COVID-19, contact the relevant health authorities in your area. Keep listening to Channel Africa. The African perspective will keep you updated on the latest on the coronavirus. As countries mark World TB Day today, medical experts in South Africa have sent a strong message that the lung disease is not a death sentence. However, they say TB is a very serious disease if left untreated. To discuss this further, we are now joined on the line by Dr. Pauline Havel, Senior Medical Officer at the Clinical HIV Research Unit in South Africa. Good morning, Doctor, and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. With regard to TB uh, being regarded, rather, as the world's leading infectious killer, how big of a public health concern is the lung disease in South Africa? South Africa has some of the highest numbers of both drug-sensitive and drug-resistant TB in the world for our population size. What complicates that further is that we also have an epidemic of co-infection with HIV. And the numbers are still that there is one death um, that there are about 12 deaths um, every hour worldwide um, from drug-sensitive TB or TB worldwide. So it's, it's very significant. South Africa is also among a handful of high TB burden countries in Africa and Asia that are on track to meet uh, the 2020 targets to reduce TB morbidity and uh, mortality. What is, the pro- what, what is the progress rather in TB control? What is rather this progress in the TB control largely credited to? I think as South Africans, we can be very proud of the Department of Health's uh, visionary leadership in mm. many aspects, but TB is one of those. Mm. We are the country that bought the most gene expert machines, which is a machine that can very quickly detect TB in mm. your sputum. 
in um, in the world initially, mm. and we have really gone. Um, we are probably the, the most visionary country when it comes to implementing new drugs, mm. especially in drug-resistant TB. And other countries are taking leadership from us, which is really fantastic. Unfortunately, our numbers are still high, and mm. still going to take a lot of work to get this disease under control. Um, Doctor, with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, what does it mean, um, especially for TB patients who are really not on treatment? The majority of TB patients got TB because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But a lot of them also have a not-so-strong immune system Mm. that could be from TB, I mean from HIV or from diabetes or cancer or a variety of other conditions. Mm. As we know, COVID mostly um, affects older people, Mm. but the younger people that are affected are ones who have all those kinds of diseases like um, COPD, TB, untreated HIV. And I would really urge the public who, I think after the president's speech last night, I'm Mm. feeling a bit anxious, Mm. that if you think you might have HIV or TB, treat it because that is the best way to protect yourself. This is not something that's only going to affect older people. Mm. Anyone who's got these conditions that is currently untreated is going um, is potentially at risk. Doctor, what are some of those common symptoms of this disease, and what should uh, people with or who present with those symptoms do? If you have a cough, and it could just be an annoying cough that is just not going away. Mm. It used to be that it had to be two weeks of coughing, but now any coughing we will investigate. If you've had some loss of weight, you've noticed that your pants are looser, that your clothes are not fitting as well as they should have. Mm. Um, if you've had sweating at night, even with the change in, in seasons, you feel that your pajamas are completely soaked in the mornings. That is a warning sign that we need to get you checked out. Some people have funny lumps that they find, start mm. finding under their arms or in their necks. Mm. Please get them checked out. Okay. Those are some of the most common. It's common symptoms. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Doctor, for that information that you've given us today. Thank you. That was Dr. Pauline Howell, Senior Medical Officer at the Clinical HIV Research Unit in South Africa, joining us on the line. Okay, that brings the time to 36 minutes after 7 o'clock Central African time here on Channel Africa. You're still tuned into Africa Rise and Shine with myself, Jolani Tulon. A new COVID-19 testing kit, which will be available in South Africa as early as next week, will allow healthcare professionals to test at least 16 samples in 45 minutes. That's according to the founder of NGO Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtia Suleiman. This comes as the number of South Africans wanting to be tested for the coronavirus has drastically increased. The Gift of the Givers has been operating a testing center in Johannesburg over the past week, which has seen a flood of patients. The number of confirmed cases across the country has now reached 402, with no reported deaths. Prabhashni Moodley has the story. 
As coronavirus cases in the country continues to increase, more South Africans are wanting to know their status. This has resulted in a backlog at hospitals, clinics and laboratories across the country. The waiting period of 48 hours to receive your results has now shifted to a waiting game of almost one week. This healthcare worker has not received her results since taking the test six days ago. I had come into contact with a patient that tested positive for Corona. Being in the healthcare facility myself, I needed to test myself in order to work with patients. They informed us that we would get results in 48 hours. We went for our test last week Wednesday. Everything was quick and easy. We were horrified to know that our specimens had only arrived in Johannesburg on Friday. It's been a waiting game since then. It's awful. I haven't had proper contact with my kids, with my parents. We've been in isolation. I've got children. Not being allowed to uh, hug them and kiss them and stuff like that is not on. Founder of Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtia Suleiman, says the surge has prompted his organization to start their own testing center, which has taken some of the load of the private and public healthcare system. The test with Gift of the Givers will cost 750 rand. Now we are finding people who met people who met people who met people of a contact and they came positive. The anxiety is increasing and people don't want to take that chance. A lot of companies are telling their staff that if they don't come for the test, they can't come to work. Other laboratories, if you go now, they got a backlog of eight days. It's just flooded. Even the health services are getting flooded because people are anxious. Nobody's copying with the numbers. Even the private laboratories are not copying with the numbers. It's suddenly like a massive influx of people wanting. They say the queues for the hospitals are too long. The current waiting period for results stands at an average of six to seven days. Dr. Suleiman says a new testing kit, which will be available in South Africa next week will dramatically speed up the testing process. A new test has been approved. There's two types of tests. One is a pun-prick test, which most people reject. The second test, which is the PCR test, which tests for the virus itself, that's the acceptable test. There are different machines that can measure this, this virus. And we found that we have one of the machines that they're talking about and a test, a kit that can be used in this machine has just been approved by the FDA in America. And those kits should be in South Africa by next week. If that happens, we can test 16 samples in one go and the result comes in 45 minutes, which will speed up the rate tremendously of the testing and getting the results. Meanwhile, the situation at laboratories across the country remains dire as doctors are having to work through thousands of blood samples on a daily basis. This laboratory worker says boxes of blood samples are piling up. We are trying our best to get out as much as we can. We can only do so much because you need trained personnel to handle the samples. It's non-stop. Don't even have time for a smart break or a social coffee or something. It's uh, hectic. And then it's 12 hour shifts. The doctors work right through the night trying to um, get as many tests through as they can. With limited machines, and we're running out of stock. The numbers just keep on coming in with boxes and boxes wait. If you experience any symptoms related to the coronavirus, be sure to contact the hotline number on 0800-029-999. Remember to maintain social distancing and to remain at home as far as possible. Also, practice constant hand washing and sanitizing. These basic measures presented by the Department of Health can stop the spread of the virus. Prabhashni Mudli, SABC News, Johannesburg.
Nigeria has recorded its first death from the COVID-19 infection with an increase of the number of infected personnel put at 36. News of the death was made public by the family of the deceased who have all now been quarantined in their house for observation. Channel Africa's correspondent in Lagos, Nigeria, Collins Nosa Atonghegbe, reports. There is no telling the level of anxiety in the social system of Nigeria where socializing has been reduced to elbow shaking and winking at each other. With government's determination to control body contact and ensure there is safety, schools have been shut down while nightclubbing and centers for public socializing like pubs have folded their mats off the open bar. In Lagos State, the government has further directed that some categories of members of staff should keep warming their seats at home for the next four weeks in the first instance. The state governor Babajide Sonwolu says only essential services personnel are expected to be at their duty posts. I'm now directing that all public officers in the entire unified public service from grade level 1 to 12, which constitute about 70% of our entire public workforce should stay at home from Monday 23rd March 2020 for 14 days at the first instant. Also affected are places of worship which showed the first response effect on Friday the 20th and Sunday the 22nd of March as churches and mosques heed government directives which specify that there shall be a maximum of 50 persons at any given time of worship to allow for enough space between congregants. Speaking as he addressed his congregation through satellite worship program, the General Vassier of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pastor Enoch Adeboye, says sermons to members of the church will be by satellite until the stay-at-home order is vacated. I have a very special message for all of you, and I believe that um, I might be coming to you again and again for the next couple of weeks from the studio of Media till all the storms are over. I want you to go ahead and relax. No problems for you. No plague is coming near you. You can take the word of God from me to you. He told me loud and clear that this year the whole world is going to be on compulsory holiday. But one of the places that has remained relatively busy are the airports as travelers make last-minute attempts to jet out to their various destinations before there is a total close-down of flight services. First, when Nigerians who are coming into the country from their abode overseas and despite flight restriction to the highly endemic countries, some Nigerians say business must continue. I think it's adequate. The only thing I think should be done is maybe have more stands. As we speak, we are one of the least affected countries. And if we want to ma- maintain it, some measures have to be in place. When I went to Nairobi, there didn't seem to be much awareness in Nairobi. And the screening process wasn't like here. Also, when I got to Tanzania, there was just... Um, a few people in line waiting for the passengers to come and then they ask you to fill out uh, forms and that was it and they spray hand sanitizer on your hands and then let you go. A lot of people have built up their businesses before now. You remember the time of SARS? is the same. You remember Ebola? Ebola is no more. So coronavirus will come and go and will still be there. Wherever you are, you understand, if you believe in God and I know a lot of us do now, you will go and come back. I've been calling Casablanca, their office, the customer service office, the number that I saw on their website. I called it for more than 45 minutes. It was ringing. As you are looking at me here now, I am stranded. I've been here since on the night. I'm supposed to go back to UK, but I don't know what to do. Nigeria's case has its source from those who arrived from their 
bases overseas with infections which they have passed to others, though the task of locating those who made contacts with the infected cases is difficult, the Director General of the Center for Disease Control, Chikwe Ihe Kwereazu, says people should be involved in ensuring compliance with the directives on self-isolation. We are following up on all the contacts and really our biggest source of risk at the moment are from people returning to Nigeria from countries that are, have a large burden of infection. It's now time for our, for our economics news with Tabi Solihoko. Good morning. U.S. President Donald Trump says he expects the country to reopen for business in weeks rather than months amid the coronavirus outbreak. Several U.S. governors have joined the procession of states going under lockdown, ordering millions of Americans to stay at home to slow the spread of the COVID-19. The highly contagious respiratory virus has infected more than 42,000 people in the U.S., killing at least 560. There are 340,000 coronavirus cases across the globe with nearly 15,000 deaths. The BBC's Peter Bass reports. Referring to the unprecedented shutdown of businesses across the country, President Trump said, we can't have the cure be worse than the problem. He claimed that if closures stretched on for months, it would cause far bigger problems than the coronavirus itself. He added that the war against the pandemic would be won much sooner than people think. Health experts have warned that unless Americans continue drastically to limit their social interactions, the number of infections will overwhelm the healthcare system. The South African government has committed to supporting people whose livelihoods will be affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. This is part of the first phase of mitigating the negative economic impact of the spread of the disease. President Sir Ramaphosa announced last night that consultations are underway to push for a special dispensation for companies in distress because of the disease. Through this proposal, Employees will receive wage payment through temporary employee relief scheme called TERS, which will enable companies to pay employees directly during this period and avoid retrenchment. Any employee who falls ill through exposure at their workplace will be paid through the compensation fund. Commercial banks have been exempted from provisions of the Competition Act to enable them to develop common approaches to debt relief and other necessary measures. National carrier Air Tanzania Company Limited, ATCL, has suspended majority of the international routes it is flying in response to COVID-19 outbreak. ATCL Managing Director Ladislas Matindi says that the company has reached the decision to suspend flights to Mumbai and Tebe Bujumbura following a ban from the said countries, while its Komoro route will be operated for the last time on Monday. Matindi says that they have suspended the routes until further notice because the countries have issued a ban on a number of countries including Tanzania from entering their airspace. 
M2N Rwanda says that in a partnership with the several government institutions, it is further encouraging sellers across the country to go to uh, to go cashless amidst COVID-19. The move is in line with the discouraging cash exchanges as it increases the chances of transmission of its pandemic. This is so because the virus can stay on services, including notes and coins, for hours and can be transferred from one person to another when purchasing. Car makers are answering calls from governments to make more ventilators and face masks to help prevent people from contracting the coronavirus. Fiat has begun converting one of its car plants in China to start making about 1 million masks a month. General Motors, Ford and Tesla in the U.S. have pledged their support to offer resources to make more ventilators along with Japanese car maker Nissan and Formula One teams in the U.K. Major car plants in the U.S., Europe and Asia have halted production and are still pledging to make ventilators and other medical equipment. India's Mahindra Group says it would begin work immediately to explore how its factories could make ventilators. The US dollar is trading at 365.93 Nigerian Nara. It's at 11 Botswana Pula 16, 105 Kenyan shilling 3 and 16 Zambian Kwacha 91. In BRICS currencies, one US dollar will cost you 5 Brazilian roll 8, 80 Russian ruble 16, 75 Indian rupee 94, 7 Chinese yuan 9 and at 17 South African 71. The US dollar is trading at 86 pence to the British pound and at 93 cents to the euro. Gold $1,528, platinum $625 per ounce, brand crude oil $25.78 a barrel. It's Channel Africa from an African perspective. It's now time for our sports news with Figile Lingwati. Holders of the coveted tickets for the Tokyo Olympics are anxiously awaiting word on whether the Games will go ahead as planned, with a media report that briefs might not be unrefundable in a cancellation stirring fears they may be left out of pocket. Tickets have been snapped up in Japan, with over 3 million sold during the first domestic lottery last May. Hot demand for later sales also left many potential buyers disappointed. Organizers have repeatedly said the 24th of July to the 9th of August games will go ahead as scheduled, but with the rapid spread of the coronavirus bringing the sport to a virtual standstill, fears are growing the Olympics may be cancelled or postponed. A report said that should holding the Olympics be prevented due to a number of force major incidents ranging from disasters to war and states of emergency connected to public health, organizers were not to be held responsible. 
At a time when sports leaders around the globe are putting pressure on the International Olympic Committee, IOC, to postpone the Olympic Games scheduled for Japan in July and August this year, Athletic South Africa's President Asa Alex Kosana says Olympic mother body has to do the right thing to save the lives of all the stakeholders involved. By this time, the local athletes would have been preparing for the three-legged Grand Prix event followed by the national championships. After that, they would be focusing on the European season. Skosana says there's no panicking from the athletes and coaches because they know what is at stake. There is no need of panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest panic would be our coaches when they die and our athletes when they die or they are quarantined. But at this point in time, our athletes and our coaches, they are playing the game. They are training the athletes under those conditions that are provided by the Ministry of Health and the, and the state in the Republic of South Africa. So as other people and other nations and other athletes are doing that, and we encourage our athletes and coaches, their managers and the federations and clubs to follow the same uh, instruction up until such time they are given a different instruction. Over the years, South African athletes have established Italy as a training base in Europe before major events. Skosana was clear that their athletes won't go there this year. Well, it's an it's it's a second epicenter, you know, it started in Wuhan and now it's in Italy and you know that most of our athletes they migrate every year after our summer going to winter and in Europe it's the beginning of summer. They go there and run all over Europe and they make a lot of money. Unfortunately at this point in time they cannot be able to go to such country because government... Boxing news. The coronavirus is destroying Nome Vandongeni's dream of fighting in the United States of America for the second successive year. Ndongeni was supposed to face unbeaten Arnold Barboza Jr. of America on the undercut of the unification bout between current WBA super and IBF bantamweight champion Naoya Inoue and WBO bantamweight champion John Riel Casimero. This is a, a serious situation and it's difficult for everyone. I believe that um, all, everyone in the world is um, going through this situation and I had a fight in America on the 25th of April. To, it's sad to say that my fight has been postponed because of this uh, COVID-19 uh, virus. So it, it, is, it is a bad thing to most people that are working with things like traveling and everything. And even in South Africa, even in all the countries, people are... That's your Sport News this hour. Africa, rise and shine. Africa, Zola. Africa, Amuka na Unai. That wraps up Africa, rise and shine for today. From myself, Jolani Tulo, producers Pumuzo Ramagadza and Jane Rabotata, technical producer Mario Edwards and the rest of the team, thank you for listening. For comment about our show, send us a tweet on at RiseShineAfrica or email at info at channelafrica.org. Taking us to the top of the hour for the news is Mzwakimbule with a song titled God Bless Africa. Do enjoy.
Ochevo wali tanda yise gangaga Wase waniga nangendota na yake eselwe yotwa Ukupa ilo na lokolwa hiyo Anga kubi kepabeno hila kumpuna pagate For God's own abdol That he gave his only begotten son That whoever believed in him Should never die but have eternal life Wati uchesebona isi tukwe nyugela intabili Wabafundi sawati Babu tisi wabampofe moyeni Goguba umbuso wesu nungo wabo Babu tisi wabakanayo Goguba baya kututuswa Babu tisi wabamnene Goguba baya kutaipalo mshaba Babu tisi wabalambele bamele gulunga Goguba baya usutiswa Babu tisi wabanenkisi wetanze gileyo Goguba baya kumbona umkulu mkulu Babu tisi wabantabala mulayo Goguba kia kuchuanda bantuana Baka mkulu mkulu Babu tisi wabasingelwa Ndena yokulunga Mwesuwe Zalano uma